And we'll just uh, begin, we'll look at some other verses, but we'll just begin by reading three verses uh, here. Psalm 18, verses uh, 30 through 32. Psalm 18, verses 30 through 32. <laughs> Say this in the Word of God. As for God, His way is perfect. The Word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in Him. For who is God save the Lord? Or who is a rock save our God? Verse 32, Psalm 18, it is God that girdeth me with strength and maketh my way perfect. Psalm 18, verses 30 through 32, let's pray. Father, again, Lord, we thank you for your goodness and mercy and grace. And Lord, we thank you for watching over us another week and letting us begin uh, a new one. And uh, Lord, we just uh, uh, love you this morning, dear God. We thank you for being good and gracious, Lord. You're altogether lovely. And, uh, Lord, we just uh, thank you for your uh, many uh, blessings and show of mercy upon our life. Lord, we uh, pray for each one here this morning. Uh, Lord, again, we thank of our uh, nation. And, God, we do pray for the families of those uh, military ones and uh, even uh, uh, civilians. Uh, dear God, the uh, lives that were lost there. Uh, Lord, please uh, be with them. And, God, may they uh, find their way to you. Uh, dear God, and realize you're there for him. Lord, we pray special prayers uh, for Don this morning and the Thomases, Lord, that your good hand and great grace would be upon them, that you'd strengthen them in the inner man with might by the Holy Spirit. And Lord, give them what they need for this day and this time and moving forward. Lord, we think of uh, Sister uh, uh, Carpenter this morning, Lord, with her surgery coming up and others that have health needs. Lord, thank you, Lord, for allowing Sister Barnett and uh, uh, to be here this morning, and Lord, uh, just everyone, Lord, I'm glad that we can come together and worship you, and Lord, we can uh, be there, uh, uh, dear God, for one another. Lord, you're just, uh, 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 Lord, uh, give us uh, so much, dear God, and uh, uh, Lord, we just want to, as the song said, we just want to lean on your arms, we want to lean on your word, we want to lean on the faith that you give us. Lord, if by chance there's somebody here, somebody listening, uh, Lord, that's not saved. Lord, it sure be a great day to see somebody saved. We pray that those here and others that are listening, God, that the Holy Spirit of God and the Word of God will work in their hearts and lives, dear God, and open their heart and draw them unto Thee uh, this day. No doubt, every one of us needs something from You today, whether it's salvation, wisdom, or whatever it might be, God, and may we turn to You for that. Now, again, help us through Your Word. Build Your local church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And uh, so we look at uh, some things in the, uh, this uh, 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 psalm uh, uh, this morning, and uh, uh, so, uh, so thankful uh, uh, for, uh, I mean, I just uh, uh, love the psalms. We know it's the, the songbook uh, uh, here, and you see, hey, there's, uh, there's uh, short psalms and there's long psalms. As a matter of fact, the shortest, we call it chapter, but we know it's a psalm uh, in the Bible. It's Psalm, I think, 117. And then the longest one, of course, is Psalm 119. And so uh, I'm glad he gave, uh, uh, gave them at, at different sizes. You know, sometimes we get up in the morning and, uh, you know, we, maybe we try to read a certain amount of chapters before we go out of the house of God. But, you know, sometimes we get out and we might be a little bit of rush. Sometimes we may not have as much time uh, uh, as we wish we had. But, hey, he gave, he, hey, if nothing else, grab Psalm 117 and walk out the door. Amen. Uh, but get something before uh, you go out of the, out of the house uh, in the morning. But I'm glad we look at here at Psalm uh, uh, 18 and uh, uh, notice uh, uh, some things in this psalm. The first thing we we'll notice, 
Amen? Is what it says here, again, Psalm 30, As for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in Him. For who is God? Save the Lord. Or who is a rock? Save our God. And I want you to notice uh, a couple of things in these verses. Look at Psalm 30 and notice two words here. His way. His way. And then notice uh, Psalm 32. It says, my way. My way. You know, that's really what life comes down to. <laughs> it comes down to either you're going to do things his way or you're going to say, no, I'm going to do things my way. But we need to, uh, uh, the great thing about God's way is that in his way, there's no mistakes. The Bible says here, his way is what? His way is perfect. His way is perfect. That means his way is already complete. There's nothing that needs to be added to his way. There's no adjustment that is necessary in his way. His way is blameless. His way is truth. His way is virtuous. His way is upright. His way is righteous. But what does it say about our way? It says, he maketh my way perfect. Well, what does that mean? That means my way isn't perfect, amen? My way needs a little bit of help, amen? His way doesn't need any help, but you know what? My way needs help. I need help uh, uh, in my way. His, his, his way never falls short. Hey, but you know what? I came into this world. We came into this world falling short. So no doubt we need help along our way. And so the key here is, is to make our way his way. And he wants to do that. When his way becomes my way, not only is his way perfect, but as I accept his way to be my way, then my way, amen, becomes perfect also. And so now, of course, uh, when things are going good in life, or it's easy to, oh, it's easy to say when everything's going uh, the way we want it to, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, God's good, his way is perfect, and all that when things are going good. But what about when nothing goes as planned? What about when uh, maybe we were praying for something to go a certain way and it didn't go that way? Maybe we were hoping for something to unfold a certain way and it didn't uh, uh, unfold that way. Or we were waiting for a certain need to be met and maybe it didn't uh, uh, get met at our timing. Well, you know what? His way is still perfect. We need to realize that, the, again, the Lord is always in control and he's always working to transform us. And so the best thing we can do is say, hey, uh, I see his way. I see that he's an almighty, almighty, loving, caring, concerned God and his way is perfect. I see that my way is, is not. And uh, uh, listen, I don't even know how to uh, uh, control my own life, let alone anything else. And so I need to make a decision. And what does my decision need to be? My decision needs to be, I want my way to become the Lord's way, or I should say, I want his way to be done in my life. Because again, it's either going to be your way or God's way in life. And you need to realize, hey, the sooner you get in on God's way of doing things, the better off uh, you're going to be. Because again, uh, his way is perfect. And so as we look at some things here, uh, notice some things that he wants to do in our life. Let us notice first of all, he is the Lord that perfectly delivers. Let's uh, look at uh, 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 Psalm 18, 2 says this. The Lord is my deliverer. The Lord is my deliverer. As we notice verses 1 through 6, David speaks to the Lord in a very personal way. 
It shows how he flees to the Lord, how the Lord is his rock and his fortress and his buckler. Let's read Psalm 18, verses 1 and 2, and notice how many times the word my is mentioned. The word my is mentioned. Notice this, Psalm 18, 1, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. Verse 2, the Lord is my rock, my fortress. There it is again, my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. You see, God wants to be, amen, your personal God, amen. And he is here and he came. The reason Jesus came was to personally deliver you. And uh, as you uh, turn your life over to God and God wants you to be in his way, why? So that he can be all these things and more to you and for you and uh, in you. We go through, again, look at these verses. Amen. No doubt some of you are feeling weak right now. Some of you are overwhelmed by maybe something going in your life right now. And you know what? You need strength. You need strength and you can't find the strength you need in yourself. But thank God, amen, we have a source that says, hey, you don't have to rely on your own strength. You'd be like, I'm here to be your strength, amen. The Bible talks about uh, uh, be strong in grace. The Bible says his grace is sufficient. His grace is there to strengthen you and give you what you need at this time in your life, amen. He said, my rock, my fortress. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, boy, you ever, have you ever been in a, an old fortress, Boy, I've seen how, I mean, it's amazing. I, as I've traveled the world and seen fortresses that were built, you know, a thousand, two thousand years ago, and they were built so strong, they're still there today. You can still use them for a place of protection. But you know, one day those walls are going to wear down. I'm glad I have a fortress, amen. I'm glad I have a rock that I can run to. Hey, I like that verse where it says, the coney are but a feeble folk. Right? You know what that means? They can't defend themselves. Now, usually you think about a lion. You say, man, now there's an animal that can defend itself. You think of some other animals, they can defend themselves. But it says the, the, the coney are but a feeble folk. In other words, they can't defend themselves. Boy, when they see the enemy coming, they don't sit there and say, well, I think I can handle this. Oh, no. The next verse says, but they, they what? They flee. They make their refuge in the rocks. Hey, it's okay to be feeble. Hey, if you know where to go when the enemy shows up, you know, I say it again. One of the greatest days of my life is when I found out at one, how weak it was. And two, that I had a place I could run and find refuge, the rock, amen, the Lord Jesus Christ. It says uh, again, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler, the horn of my salvation, my high tower. Boy, I'm glad I have a place that I can go that can lift me above my situations and circumstances, that can lift me above uh, uh, the heartaches of life. And that is my God who came to deliver me and to help me. And so we see here, amen, all these things that when you get in his way, he is there to be these things for you. He's there to be whatever you need uh, at that time in your life. And of course, we know that David went through some things and he mentions these things in verses four and five. Notice what it says in verses uh, four and five. The sorrows of death compassed me and the floods and the ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about and the snares of death prevented me. Now, of course, in context, David is recounting how he felt 
right? Uh, during times, remember, he, he, all these years he had fled from Saul. Saul was trying to kill him, and, and uh, he didn't know who was his friend or who his foe was many times. And so he was overwhelmed during those times. But this is also a good picture of the reality of what we face in our own way. Hey, listen, uh, listen, if you reject God's way and you say, hey, I want to do things my way, well, the reality is the sorrows of death are going to encompass you one day. Amen? You are going to face death. We know it's appointed unto man once to die, but after this, uh, the judgment. And then if you die in your sin, verse 5 says, the sorrows of hell encompass me. And so if you stay in your way, and you reject God's way and you never come to God, you're going to face death and then one day you'll be cast into hell. And hell is a real place and you'll face that. Uh, but notice what it says in verse 6. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. You know, you, a lot of times people say, why did God allow this thing to come into my life? Why did he allow these things to come to my life? He, he did that because... Amen. He wants you to call upon him. Again, if everything's going good in our life, well, then, hey, uh, we, we, we just go about our way and, and think that we don't need God or think that we don't need uh, anybody else. But God knows our weaknesses, so he has to allow things in our life to bring us to points of distress and discouragement so we'll realize, again, our frailty and our inability to handle life on our own. And so notice what he said, verse 6, in my distress, I called upon the Lord. Well, Lord wishes he didn't have to put these things uh, uh, in, into your life, but he knows uh, uh, something has to happen uh, to make you turn to him and make you get serious about the realities of life and death. You see, God wants you to come to the point in your life, the realization in your life, the understanding in your life when you realize there is no other way and any attempt at any other way is folly. And the best thing you can do is yield your life totally to him and his way. Notice what the verse goes on to say in verse 6. In my distress, I called upon the Lord, and notice this, and I cried. And I cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him even into his ears. Now, this sounds like a, a sad verse here when it talks about crying. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, and usually that's when we cry, when, when, when we're sad about something. But uh, this verse should be a comforting verse uh, to believers because, you know, I look at times in my life. I look at times in my life when, when things were going on in my life, even as a believer. And you know what? I went before God, and my heart was burdened, and my heart was broke. And you know what? I didn't know what to say. I know it's hard for you to believe that I can run out of words. But yes, there's times I went before God, and I didn't know what to say. I cried unto the Lord. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to pray. You know what? I just went and sat before him, and I just cried. But you know what it says? He heard my cry. Amen. Hey, hey, thank God he hears our prayers, but thank God even when we don't know what to pray or how to pray, he hears our cry. You know what? I, and you know what? 
he heard my cry and he felt my tears. The Bible says what? We have not a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings. He even gets into, he, he's not just there, but, but he, he gets into the emotion, amen? He feels, he, he not only hears your cry, but I believe he feels your tears. If all, listen, if all you can do is cry, I say, get alone with God and cry. I'm glad I have a God that I can cry with and I cry before and he cares, amen, and he, he's there for me. Again, when I don't know what to say, when I don't know how to pray, listen, the thing is, no matter how you feel, no matter what's going on, just get to God, amen, and he'll take care for you, of you and he'll be there for you. You know, I, I'm glad that, hey, I don't have to, I'm glad, aren't you glad you don't have religion and, oh, you can't think you can uh, uh, go before God? Uh, you remember, uh, was it, uh, if I remember correctly, when, when Saul, right, remember they were out uh, looking for the, the lost animals and they said, there's a man of God here. And what they say, oh, we have nothing to take the man of God. Remember that? They said, we have nothing, I just, this just came to my mind, we have nothing to take the man of God. Then one of them says, oh, well, I've got this that we can give to him. Hey, you know what? I'm glad that I, I, when, I, when I go before my God, I don't have to have anything in my hand. Amen. <laughs> I don't have to have anything in my hand. I can go him. Amen. I don't have to give him anything. I can just go before him and cast everything upon him and he will hear my cry and he will help me. I'm glad I have a God that perfectly delivers. And if you're not saved uh, this morning, amen, God wants to perfectly deliver you from your sin through the death, burial, resurrection, and shed blood of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, if there's any deliverance in victory, it is all because of God and he deserves the glory, amen, for the great deliverance that he provides for all men that will come to him. Not only is he the God that perfectly delivers, but he is the Lord that perfectly uh, delights. Look at verse 19. I think this is such a precious verse. It says, he brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me. Why? Because he delighted me. Think about this. He's your heavenly father this morning. And as a father delights in his children, God delights in us. He takes special interest in us. God is so personally interested in you. He, I mean, he, he, he cares. David says in verse 20, the Lord rewarded me. But it says here, he delighted me. That word delight means to have pleasure in, to be pleased with. How wonderful. What a wonderful thing that when you are in God's way, when you're in God's will, when you're surrendered to him, amen, and allowing him his, uh, 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 to perfect your way, he delights in you. Think about that. God, God looks down on you. And you know what? Hey, you bring joy to God's heart. Isn't that a wonderful thought this morning? Amen. Oh, uh, you may look at yourself and you're like, oh, man. But God looks at you as one of his children, and he delights in you. You bring joy to God's heart. That's a wonderful thing. That boy, you think a, 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 an old, a guy that came this world, an old wretched sinner, and just seemed to mess everything up that he touched, but one day God saved him, and God transformed him, and now that somebody like me, somebody like you, can bring joy to the heart of God as his child. Amen. He delivered you and now he delights in you. You bring pleasure to the heart 
of God. That's a wonderful thought this morning. How wonderful that is just to just to meditate on that a while to think that you, God transformed you and made you his child and that he delights in the thought of you. He, the thought of you being saved, the thought of you being his child, the thought of what he's doing in your life and through your life and the thought that one day you're going to be in heaven with him for all eternity. That brings joy to the heart of God. Again, verse 20 goes on to say, he rewarded me. He rewarded me. What a wonderful thought. Uh, What a wonderful thought that is. Why does God reward any of us? Again, because he delights in us. The Bible says that someday we're going to take what God gives us and lay it at his feet. Amen. That's why I want things right. Why do I want rewards? Why do I want to serve God? Hey, I don't want those rewards so that when I get in my mansion, I can make a trophy case and say, oh man, look at all this. Oh no, uh-uh. I want a bunch of trophies, amen. I want a bunch of uh, things to throw at the, at the feet of Jesus and, and, and when I declare his worthiness and Praise him. There is a God in heaven who takes, again, special delight in your life. He longs to do more for you. He longs to do more in you. He longs to do more through you than you have ever imagined possible in many lifetimes. We just need to make his perfect way our way. But again, the key, amen, is to get out of the way amen, and get in his way and let him have his way in your life. Let him have full control in your life. Why does he want to deliver you? Why does he uh, delight in you, amen? Because he wants to to direct your life. Man, I, I, I thank God for the day, amen, that I decided let go and let God. I told you before, hey, I'm not a good decision maker. I hate making decisions, right? I hate making decisions. So as I mentioned before, one day I made my final decision. What was that? Just to go with his decision. So you know what I have to do? All I, all I have to do is sit around and wait for him to make another decision for my life. You know where people get in trouble? Amen. Most Christians don't get in trouble, not because they don't know God's decision, or God's will, though they get in trouble when they, when they don't know their decision about God's decision. Well, if you just automatically go and say, hey, everything he brings my way, I've already decided it's going to be yes, Lord. There is no no Lord cup, amen. There's only a yes Lord cup. Hey, that makes life a lot easier as we just let go and let him direct. Notice verses 20 through 22. It says, the Lord rewarded me, what? According to my righteousness. Well, why did he reward me according to my righteousness? Well, because when I got in his way, I got his righteousness. My righteousness is his righteousness. That's why he rewarded me. Amen. Because my righteousness was really his righteousness. Notice this. According to the cleanness of my hands, hath he recompensed me. For I have kept, look at this. I have kept the ways of the Lord. I have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me, and I did not put away his statutes from me. You see, I kept God's word. I kept God's word. You see, somebody who's been delivered by God, someone who lets God direct his way, amen, will live according to the precepts and principles of the word of God. If you really want God to speak to you, let him speak to you, of course, through his word and direct your life. God's word and spirit directs us in the right way, 
the perfect way, God's way. First Timothy, let's turn to First Timothy chapter 6 and notice a couple verses here. First Timothy chapter 6, where Paul gives uh, some good words of advice to the man of God, which of course is, is good advice for the people of God. First Timothy chapter 6, verses 11 and 12 say this, but thou, O man of God, now, of course, we think of man of God, we, we think of a preacher, but hey, listen, uh, listen, whether you're a man of God, quote unquote, or a child of God, right, uh, this is good advice. Flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. You see, in his way, he will guide me. He will teach me. And what will he teach me and guide me? He'll teach me what to flee. Hey, hey, stay away from that. Stay with that. Hey, young person, you don't need that in your life. You don't need to know uh, what that is. Hey, listen, uh, 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 there, was no, there was no reason Adam and Eve did not have to touch that tree. They gained nothing by touching that tree. Hey, uh, there's things in this life, uh, young people, that you just don't need to know anything about. Amen? That nothing is added to your life by having that knowledge, by having that experience. That is not an experience you need to have. That is not a knowledge you need to have. The only knowledge you need to have about that certain thing is God said, flee from it. Flee youthful lust. Stay away from those things. Don't get out in life. Don't, I don't care what the world tells you. I don't care how the devil tries to entice you. Amen? Flee from those things. Get as far away from those things as you can. Boy, the, 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 as the God directs my life, amen, he'll teach me what to stay away from. And then he'll teach me what to follow after. Hey, no, don't, 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 don't go towards those things. Here's what you need to follow after. Things that'll help you. Righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness, having a right spirit and a right attitude. These are the things that'll help you, young person. These are the things that'll help you, child of God. Amen. This is, this is, this is in the right way. This is in the perfect way. This is God's way. That's what, what these things will lead you to. And then it'll teach us what to fight for. Amen. There are things worth fighting for. Amen. Uh, as uh, 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 Ari read this morning, amen, we're soldiers of the cross and we're in a battle and God will teach us to fight the good fight of faith. Amen. And stay strong in times like these. The God's, God will direct us in the right way. Because we know what Proverbs 14, 12 says, there is a way. You know, uh, 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 Psalm 18 said, hey, there's God's way. There's my way. And the Bible talks about there is a way which seemeth right unto a man. <laughs> Notice that, that word seemeth. Boy, that's a, that's, a, that's a tricky thing right there. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man. But what? The end thereof are the ways of death. Boy, seemeth. You know that word? That means it appears ethically right, you might say, or it, or it feels right, or it seems uh, uh, agreeable, uh, uh, like there's nothing wrong with it. it. It appears that way. You see, you go from, uh, uh, you get away from God's word. You see, that's what happened with Adam and Eve, 
right? They started reasoning it out. Well, hey, well, that makes sense. You know, hey, hey, listen, uh, we don't need to reason anything out. We need to go by the word of God and faith it out, amen, and trust God. And so uh, uh, there's a way that seemeth right. And listen, uh, you know, uh, uh, Christians need to be careful, you know, uh, 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 how we peer up. You know, you heard years ago, a famous preacher came up with the, the moral majority and all these things. You know what? That becomes a, a big umbrella. And you know what happens? When you get under that umbrella, you get, you're, next thing you know, you're, you're hobnobbing with people you don't need to be hobnobbing with because you're choosing something to go outside of going strictly with the Word of God. Well, we agree on this policy. We agree on uh, that policy. No. Do we agree on this doctrine and that doctrine? That's the question. Do we agree on this precept and this precept and this principle and uh, uh, this uh, principle? Amen. The umbrella that I want to be under, amen, is the word of God. The way I want to be directed is uh, the way, amen, that glorifies God, the perfect way, the way that he uh, directs me. So uh, uh, just because I, I, you know, we talked to a few people and we agree on a few things, that doesn't mean we need to be getting in their camp and hooking up with them. That's, a, that's a, that, that might sound morally good or it might sound ethically right, but listen, stick with the book. We don't want something that sounds close. I told you before when I was uh, uh, on the street one time in Germany, and I saw a group of young people, and you know what? They were they were they were dressed right, if you will, amen. And they they sang. They were even singing the right songs, if you will. So they looked right. They 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 sang right, right. But then when I tried to talk to them, you know what? I found out their doctrine wasn't right. And you know what they tried to say? I mentioned before, they say, well, what I said was close to what you said. And I said, oh, yeah, but that's not good enough. I said, yeah, but what you said will send a person to hell. What I said will get a person saved and into heaven. Close, amen? When you're talking about the things of God, close isn't good enough. Close isn't good enough. We want it to be right according to the word of God. And that's why we want to be completely surrendered to him. So here's what it comes down to, uh, my friend. What, what is it going to be for your life? The perfect way or your way? You see, decisions have to be made. You can't, you can't walk in two different paths. Either you're going to say, hey, I, uh, I don't care what God says, and hey, uh, uh, I want to do things my way. Hey, listen, uh, we know, all know the great song, I Did It My Way. Hey, uh, I wonder what he thinks about that song right now. Hey, I, 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 don't, want to, I don't want to end my life saying I did it my way. I want to say, uh, I, by the grace of God, by the grace of God, since the day that he saved me, since the day that he saved me, to the best of my ability, Oh, not that I didn't falter, not that I didn't make a few mistakes, but to the best of my ability, amen, I stayed in his way and I let him guide me. I let him have control. And boy, I see he has perfected my way. I see the change. Well, you know, I was just uh, on this trip. I, I, you know, I went to my hometown and boy, I, I, I went in there and there's a childhood friend of mine. We always tried to have a meal together. I had, I had lunch with a childhood uh, a friend of mine and talked a little bit. And he, he's, not, he's not saved yet. But, you know, I, I drove around my, my neighborhood, and I happened to go by my stepdad's house. And there was a guy out front. And so I, got, I parked my car, and I went out, and I said, hey, how you doing? I said, oh, I, I said, I used to live in this house. He said, oh, really? He said, I'm the owner now. 
He said, would you like to see what I'm doing to it? So he took me in the house, and boy, did memories uh, flood back from that. And he said, uh, he said, well, how long did you live here? I said, well, I lived here off and on. I said, be honest with you, <laughs> my stepdad kicked me out when I was 12. But I said, but uh, I gave him my testimony. So I was able to share my testimony, tell him how I got saved and what the Lord uh, did in my life. And then he shared with me some things that were going on in his life and uh, some heartache he was going through at the time. And, and so I got to pray with him. And that was a blessing to stay in the old house. We stood right there in the house and I got to witness to the guy that owned that house now. And I got to, I got to uh, 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 pray uh, uh, with him. But you know, uh, um, I, I've, not, I've not ran into one old friend of mine. Of course, I've, I've told you a lot of my old, old friends are dead and, and Rita said, it's not good to be my friend, right? Right? But uh, I'll never forget her saying that. She said, well, what I learned, all your friends did. I learned it wasn't good to be your friend. I'll never forget that, Rita. That's stuck in my heart. But, you know, and I had a, I had a friend of mine that had passed away, and I always go by and see his mother, and I just saw she recently passed away. But, you know, I drove around, and boy, all I could think, every time I go by, I just, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you. I mean, every time I go, that's all I can do is drive out of that place saying, thank you, God, for saving me. I remember the last time I, I saw my friend uh, Jim Myers, who was at my wedding uh, right before he died, man. I, I, when I left the place that, that he was staying in, 50 years old, and he was in an old folks home because of drinking and drugs, and he died shortly after that. But I went back to my car, and I really, I fell apart. I, I just broke down uh, 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 crying in my car, and I just said, oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for showing me that my way was not the perfect way, that my way was heading me towards hell, that my way was heading me towards death and destruction. Thank you, God, for the day you sent somebody my way and pointed me to your way, Jesus, amen. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And boy, I, every time I leave, I gotta say, thank you, God, for delivering me. And boy, I look back and I, I, I see what kind of kid I was when I lived, I think, thank God, who am I that you should delight in me, amen? God, who am I that, Lord, you would wanna direct my life and guide me and help me in any way? Oh, but he does, but he does. God is so good. Why, why, why wouldn't you want to just turn everything over to him? And if you need to be saved, let him deliver you today. Amen. What a wonderful thing that you can bring joy to the heart of God. And then, boy, you don't just, again, you don't have to just float through life and try to figure out, but God is there to direct you. He's, he's the Lord, amen, that perfectly directs the way, and he knows how to direct your life. Wherever you're at, just stop right where you're at, amen. He'll meet you where you're at and just turn everything over to him. But you have to make that decision. You see, it's all about decisions determine destiny, and you have to make that decision is for your life. Is it going to be his way, the perfect way, or your way that leads to death and destruction? Now, so what's interesting to note about this psalm, when was this psalm written? Well, it, 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 you can read about when it was written. This was, God gave David this psalm, right? If, if It probably says it at the beginning in your Bible. It says in mine, it says this. This is what it says about the psalm before verse 1. It says, to the chief musician, a psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who spake unto the Lord the words of this song, look at this, in the day, I don't know if your Bible says this, in the day that the Lord delivered him, what? From the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. In the day the Lord delivered him. Amen. 
Boy, see, he, there was a specific day that he acknowledged, hey, today I acknowledge that I've been delivered from all my enemies. Today I acknowledge that I've been delivered from my worst enemy, Saul. Hey, aren't you glad you have a day in your life? Amen. That's all God wants to do. Hey, if you're not saved, what does God want to do? He wants to deliver you from all your enemies. He wants to deliver you from your greatest enemy, death. Well, I'm glad that I can look back on a specific day and say, this is the day for me, May 19, 1987, that he delivered me from all my enemies, from self, from sin, from Satan. And he delivered me from my greatest enemy, which is death. Thank God. Amen. And he put a new song in my heart, just like that day that he delivered David and he put a song in his heart that we call Psalm 18. Boy, that's what God wants to do for you. He wants to deliver you from your enemies and your greatest enemy. And he wants to put a new song in your heart. Now, maybe you won't be able to sing it till you get to heaven like me. Amen. But hey, he wants to put that new song in your heart and help you. God wants to deliver you from all your enemies and help you. So as we finish up here, boy, and we look at all that's going on in life, we may not understand all that God is doing in our lives. God, why did you allow this to happen? Well, you may not understand it until you get to heaven. But we can be sure, again, that his way is perfect. For whatever reason he allowed this to happen, his way is perfect. And we can rest in his decision. We can rest in his faithfulness. The great struggle, again, we need to deal with is whether we will yield to God's way or continue in our way. The Lord works in us to bring us to the place where we will make our way his. But in my distress, I cried. Oh, listen, cry out to God today. He allows us to come to times again when there's no way out and cry to the Lord in our weakness. Thank God when we discover our weakness and cry out to him. He hears our cry and delivers us and shows us his perfect way. So as we finish up here, as we, I hope you'll take time to read this psalm and realize again that we have a perfect God and he does nothing imperfectly. You don't understand it. We don't know why, but I, he's, his way is perfect. He does nothing imperfectly. And understand that even when things do not go as planned, God is still good and his way is still perfect. And, uh, and, 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 and if your heart's heavy, listen, just cry out to God in your time of distress and know that he will hear and he will deliver. And make that decision and find direction from God. And may, may the desire in your heart above all else be to know what he wants for your life. And be reminded that God loves you. God delights in you. Hey, I don't care how you feel. Maybe you blew it this week. Well, join the club. Even if you blew it this week, don't let the devil take that and beat you over the head. Turn to the word of God and know that God because of Jesus Christ, when he sees you, as bad as you blew it this week, when he looks down, he still sees Jesus. And he still delights in you. And he still finds joy in you. Hey, if there's something to get right, get it right. But no, amen, he'll still delight. He is personally interested in each of us. So yield to the Lord, amen, so that his way, the perfect way, can become your way. Again, let's close with those, those verses again. Verse 30, as for God, his way is perfect. His way is perfect. Verse 32, 
It is God that girdeth me with strength and maketh my way perfect. Oh, our way isn't perfect, amen? But a perfect God can make your way perfect if you'll just come and yield and turn everything over to him. What a God is good. His way is perfect. Let him help you this morning. Let's pray.